Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back. I'm actually going to be going on Facebook Live, but more and more, since I've been doing these Facebook Lives, I'm just going to also be uploading them to my podcast. So if you're getting this Audible version, you probably came from Facebook or you're just a subscriber to my podcast. Um, I say that because really I don't, I do a lot of research and I do a lot of writing beforehand in terms of my podcast. And so I want to let all of you know that in this very moment, I haven't done much of that preparation. I usually do my Facebook lives just kind of on a whim, but some people really appreciate that. Uh, and so without further ado, the subject we're going to get into is very, very exciting. So I'm going to go ahead and go live here on Facebook. All right, everybody. So if you're catching this right now on Facebook, you can actually see uh, or listen to the rest of this on my podcast. I know I just did a podcast not too long ago, um, but what's really cool is that I really felt on my heart that you guys needed to know the truth about this entire operation that's happening, not just the race war, but the defunding the police uh, and why that really matters. And so uh, we have to really understand the first, the premise of it all, which is that there has always been an international bank cartel cabal, okay, uh, that has been wanting to destroy the United States ever since we've been a country, okay? So this right here, as you can see, Killing the Planet is a second book, okay, revolving around a lot of the world economics, world policies, and things like that. That is an amazing book, okay? Goes into everything, uh, most of the things I'm going to say. Today, I'm actually going to be reading from our own State Department. Uh, this book right here, Killing Uncle Sam, is also one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. So much history, uh, a lot of factual information. It actually puts all those conspiracy theories and really collects them in a, in a very proper way so that you can understand the real facts behind who really runs the world. And I've been mentioning this a couple times, which is the fact that, um, you know, at the end of the day, there are trillionaires. We just don't necessarily know who they are. They're not really talked about just as much. And so the trillionaires in the world, to put it simply, these bank cartels that own entire countries, that, that, that own and run entire international banks, that loan to other third world countries and to our own United States, it's not just the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is just a, is a major component, but you know, still just a component of the entire banking system that owns and operates and runs the entire world. Okay, There's only a few people who actually own all of that. So first and foremost, uh, just to give you a perspective, um, is very simply this, okay? The Rockefellers, when they first established the Federal Reserve Bank, okay, just to give you some perspective, they owned 30% of that share, okay? They had a dispute with the JP Morgans back then as well uh, during the, the, the beginning of the Federal Reserve, and somehow they acquired more assets, and they owned at least 30%, okay? So of the Federal Reserve Bank, think about that. So I want you to do the math in your own head, I'm going to do the math right here with a calculator before I get into the State Department memorandum. I'm going to do the math for you. If it is true that the Rockefeller Foundation, which again, you you don't near, you don't hear about the Rockefellers, you just hear about Jeff Bezos being the richest man in the world. That is not true. Okay, that is not true. So let me just tell you right now. 
how much is the United States in debt right now? I think from the last time I looked, it was $22 trillion, right? $22 trillion, right? Okay. $22 trillion in debt. That's what the United States... Now, remember, our debt is the Federal Reserve, right? The Federal Reserve loans the United States Treasury our money, right? Well, then who owns the Federal Reserve? Well, it's not federal. I can tell you that. Who owns the Federal Reserve? Well, I just told you a part owner of the Federal Reserve Bank are the Rockefellers. Now, again, this is a lineage. So John D. Rockefeller died in like 2017, I think. So he was the most recent Rockefeller to die. But there's still the Rockefellers that exist now. And there's more names to that list, okay? Don't just think it's just the Rockefellers. I know that's like the go-to thing. That's why I'm mentioning it here now. It's just it's a recognizable name. So if we have $22 trillion, I literally had to turn the, the calculator, okay, this way, right? Just to show you guys that it's that long, right? And if you times that by 30%, this is what they owned at, at one point. Okay, that would mean... That the Rockefellers, just by the Federal Reserve Bank standards, they are worth, they are the, they are our creditors. You understand? They the Rockefellers credit the entire United States with capital. That, that, that's that's how much money they have. Okay, so they are technically worth just just based on the Federal Reserve, they are worth six trillion dollars. Six trillion dollars. Okay. And they say the richest man in the world is Jeff Bezos, who is worth some odd, somewhere near about 100 some odd billion dollars, right? That is chump change compared to the people who are really running the world. And I've been mentioning this very simply, and they all need to understand this. The trillionaires of the world, they want you at war with the billionaires, okay? And watch this. I'm going to read to you why communism is friendly towards the banks, okay? This is very, very important. This is a little history for you, okay? The communist ideal, now remember the Rothschilds, I didn't mention them, but the Rothschilds were essentially the English counterpart to the Rockefellers. The Rothschilds have been in power for longer than John D. Rockefeller, okay, since before the 1800s, okay? But let's just look at the Rothschilds and why they liked communism. The Rothschilds were intrigued by the economic, economic theories of Karl Marx, and provided him with ongoing financial support. The relationship between the bankers and the father of communism, okay, the famous anarchist once said, this is another person who famously explained it, okay, this is his words. This world is now, at least for the most part, at the disposal of Marx on one hand and of Rothschild on the other. This may seem strange. What can there be in common between socialism and a leading bank. Remember the Rothschilds were, they ran the bank, the banking systems of that time. This is the early 1900s. The point is that authoritarian socialism, Marxist communism demands a strong centralization of the state. And where there is centralization of the state, there must necessarily be a central bank. And where such bank exists, speculating with the labor of the people will be found. Okay? So, similarly, Jacob Schiff, who is a Rockefeller do-gooder, shelled out $20 million to the Bolsheviks to spark uprisings against the czarist regime in 1905. That was what became 
the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union started out of the Bolshevik Revolution of 1905. So the Rockefellers, too, became communist supporters. They subsidized communist publications, including the Daily Worker, the Masses, the PM, and the Amerisia. Okay? So, and I've never heard of that one. But these are all communist publications. That's That's what they believe in. What's more, after the failed 1905 rebellion, the Rockefellers transported Leon Trotsky, who led the rebellion with Vladimir Lenin, okay, to Bayonne, New Jersey. So in here to America, where he lived rent-free and without any visible means of substance in a property owned by Standard Oil. I just wanted to read that to you guys in terms of communism because you think communism is about the working class. You think socialism is about the working class, but it is not. Communism is, is a centralization of power. And the big banks love communism. And so what you're witnessing today, essentially, is a communist uprising in the country that wants to centralize power to the United Nations. The United Nations is also set up by the big banks, the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, and beforehand was the League of Nations. Wilson, okay, uh, after World War I, wanted to establish the League of Nations, but they mentioned in a famously a senator came out during the bill that was going to be passed, but it wasn't. And he famously said that President Wilson will no longer just be the president of the United States, but the President Wilson will be president of the world. And again, that's when, you know, Wilson had a stroke. He never uh, seeked his third term. Now, with that being said, the League of Nations became uh, the United Nations after World War II. So they got what they wanted, right? So now that you know right here just a little bit of history why communism is so popular to the big banks, the centralization of power is popular to the big banks, right? Now that you understand that, let me give you an idea here of what happened with our own State Department, okay? Our own State Department wanted to essentially, okay, create something they called freedom from war. So I'm reading from the State Department right now, all right? Excuse me. This is very important because if you understand this, then you will understand why they're going to defund the police. And if we allow this to happen, I am telling you right now, it is not going to be a good thing, okay? So let me read this. This is the introduction to the freedom from war. I'm gonna post this right here actually before I even get into it, before I forget. I'm literally gonna upload this right here. You can read this yourself, okay? You can read this yourself. Freedom from war, okay? Here's the introduction and it sounds great, okay? So listen to this. The revolutionary development of modern weapons within a world divided by serious ideological differences has produced a crisis in human history. In order to overcome the danger of nuclear war now confronting mankind, the United States has introduced at the 16th General Assembly of the United Nations a program for general and complete disarmament in a peaceful world. Disarmament. Okay. Now, first, there must be immediate disarmament action. Look at this. A strenuous and uninterrupted effort must be made toward the goal of general 
and complete disarmament. At the same time, it is important that specific measures be put into effect as soon as possible. So when they, when they say disarmament, what do they actually mean? They literally mean they want to disarm all sovereign nations of their own military. Okay, so you see that? Second, all disarmament obligations must be subject to effective international controls. The control organization, this is the New World Order. All the conspiracies you think about online, I am literally reading to you the idea they have right here. And this is the stuff that I read. This is the stuff that I study. But I am now sharing this with you because I feel like you're smart enough. I feel like you're, you're intellectual enough to adopt this, to understand it, and to really um, see it for what it is. Okay? So the second point here that they have written out is that all disarmament obligations must be subject to effective international controls, as I just mentioned. The control organization must have the manpower facilities, and effectiveness to assure that limitations or reductions take place as agreed. It must also be able to certify to all states that retained forces and armaments to not exceed those permitted at any stage of the disarmament process. So you see, they're going to try to get every country to follow along with disarming themselves and we all know what happens after a country or after a human being gives up their weapons, right? You've seen movies, right? Okay. Third key point to this memorandum from our State Department, our wonderful State Department. Third, adequate peacekeeping machinery must be established. This is the eerie shit. So they want to take away the police. They want to take away the military. They want to defund the military. They want to break the borders. They want to have international, just that they draw their own lines, okay? The United Nations is the cutout for the New World Order. If you want to know what the New World Order is, it's the United Nations. That is the political arm of the New World Order, of what would be a New World Order, a international cabal run through the United Nations. Think about this. Okay, watch. The peacekeeping machinery, what does that mean? There is an inseparable relationship between the scaling down of national armaments on the one hand and the building up of international peacekeeping machinery and institutions on the other. Okay, think about that. That is very, very important. Okay, nations, they, they, let, me, let me actually just, let me help you understand that. There is an inseparable relationship, and I'll repeat that again, between the scaling down of national armaments, meaning we, when our uh, United States military, the Mexican military, the Chinese military, which of course what well, the Chinese will never agree to this, but but when all these other militaries are going down, there's a reverse. There's a reverse. There's actually a graphic. I'll, I'll post the graphic in the comments in my in my uh, Facebook live right here. I'm gonna post the graphic. But watch as national military and police go downward, a trending down. Oh, we're reducing the police. We're defunding the police. We're defunding the military. Oh, it's such a good thing. Oh, it's so peaceful. On that one hand, on the other side, there is what, and I quote, the building up of international peacekeeping machinery and institutions on the other hand. See that? 
So they want to bring you down. They want to bring a, na a sovereign nation's military, a sovereign nation's police. This is not good, by the way. See, the, the, the lemmings out there and the idiots of the world, they see this as, oh, it's peace and love. It's everything we want. No, it is enslavement. It is enslavement. I'm telling you guys. I'm warning you. Okay, so I'm going to continue reading from our State Department. Nations are unlikely to shed their means of self-protection. Watch this. Very key. In the absence of alternative ways to safeguard their legitimate interests. So you watch. What's next is they say they want to defund the police. The obvious response to that from other people are easily going to say, oh, if you take away the police, then there's no one going to protect you. There's no one's going to do anything, which again, that's obvious. That's obvious. Of course, if you take away the police, but guys, that's surface level thinking. You got to transcend that. It's not about, they don't want to defund the police. They're going to take away the police so they can implement the United Nations peacekeeping force and put them in charge of your cities, your states, and your country. That's what the plan is. They're using the useless idiots and the Black Lives Matter, funded by the Open Society Foundation, operated as well by Antifa and these communist regimes and organizations, along with these happy names like Democracy Now! and these other little happy organizations that sound great. They're all for your enslavement. They all hate you. They want, they want vaccines to be pumped into you. These are the same people that want to pump vaccines into you and kill you. They don't care about you. Okay, like George Carlin once famously said, they don't care about you. It's a big club and you ain't in it. So you're over here defund the police. That is exactly what the big trillionaires want you to do. Okay. I'm reading from the State Department. I am reading from the United Nations. This is the exact thing they want. Okay, so watch. They just said right here, I just read it to you, that the, in order to take away the nation's armaments and police force and military, you got to replace them with the United Nations peacekeeping force. And let me tell you something. Thank God that Trump is there because if he wasn't, then we would have a, some lemon, some other Republican or some other Democrat who would totally install the United Nations peacekeeping force in our country. You don't believe me? It's already happening in France. It's already happening in Italy. Okay, It's already happening in the UK. So the, the, the United Nations is already coming in and they get weapons. They get to have be armed. And you know who is a part of the United Nations military? China. The Chinese make up a majority of the United Nations military, along with American soldiers who become a part of the United Nations military as well. Okay, so I'm going to continue reading. This can only be achieved through the progressive strengthening of international institutions under the United Nations and by creating a United Nations peace force to enforce the peace as the disarmament Pro process proceeds. Okay. There follows a summary of the principal provisions of the United States program for general and complete disarmament in a peaceful world. The full text of the program is contained in the appendix. Okay. So watch. There's a whole deal here. Here's another summary. The disbanding of all national armed forces and the prohibition 
of their reestablishment in any form whatsoever other than those required to preserve internal order and for contributions to the United Nations Peace Force. Here's another key point. The elimination from national arsenals of all armaments, including all weapons of mass destruction. You think that's a good thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Having these weapons is what keeps us safe. Again, it's this logic that if you get rid of weapons, then the world will be safe. No, you get rid of weapons, it'll turn into anarchy. And then the, the United Nations peacekeeping force, they will dictate whether they want to save you or they want to watch you die or they care about your country or they don't care about your country. If you, you want to know the truth about that, ask any other country in Africa where the United Nations has come in, okay? So there's another point. The institution of effective means for the enforcement of international agreements, these, these Paris Climate Accords, the big lie of climate change, which I'm going to make a podcast about. It's all a big lie. The climate change carbon tax wasn't going to be taxing money so you could get free college, you freaking idiots. It's a tax that's an international tax that is designed to fund this United Nations peacekeeping military that is not your friend. It is not your friend. The United Nations is not your friend. It is the trillionaire bankers who have made the United Nations a possibility. Okay? So watch this. The institution of effective means of the enforcement of international agreements for the settlement of disputes and for the maintenance of peace and in accordance with the principles of the United Nations. So instead of having justice, a justice system like our judges and, and, and our legal system, so we throw that out, right? And then the United Nations comes in, they set up their own justice system, their police force will be our police force, and their military will be our military. Don't you understand now? You get it now? The establishment and effective operation of an international disarmament organization within the framework of the United Nations to ensure compliance at all times with all disarmament obligations. Do you think that they're going to just take away the police and then take away our military? No, they're going to take away your gun rights too. Don't you understand now? They're taking away your individual sovereign gun rights. You know, the United States is the last country in the world that you can actually go to a gun store and buy a store legally and lawfully, got buy a gun legally and lawfully. Think about that. So again, I highly recommend people read this, study it, understand it, because essentially knowing this, okay, I'm getting my head's cut off all the time, um, but knowing this is going to be so crucial. I need you to share this. I need you to comment on this. And I even left the entire document right there for you. I left the entire document right there in the in the in this that that's the United States State Department. It's not like it's some off website or something. That is our State Department. Again, again, who is our? I'm not even going to get into that right now. But our State Department, essentially, if you want to know the truth about that, Council on Foreign Relations, the Council on Foreign Relations, that is uh, the people that, that run our, our entire State Department. They, there's a filter, okay, a filter process. The, the majority of our State Department, the heads of it, everything, the people involved, they come from the Council on Foreign Relations, which was also made in conjunction as a think tank. It was the United States think tank on foreign relations, Council on Foreign Relations. That's what it's designed to do, made by Rockefellers, JP Morgan, the Jacob Schiffs of the world, all these different bankers and elitists back even before or right after World War One. Think about that. So again, what I'm telling you is stuff 
that you 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 got to understand because this is all a big lie. They don't care about black lives. It's and it's so it's not it's not the whole black crime statistics and, and the FBI even though they're the, the the whole thing's a big sham and you know nine unarmed African Americans died by the hands of police last year anyways it, it's a tragedy but again it's just what they're taking is they're taking your surface level understanding of the world and they're enraging you to be upset about something that's not even a, a that's a false dichotomy it's a false reality while they get away with real fucking crimes. And that is the real problem that people like me and people who are listening to this right now, this is the problem that we have because we're intelligent, because we know what's actually going on. It's our sin. Our sin is knowing the truth. Our problem is having a memory. I've been saying that for a long time. That's our problem. We have a memory. We know history. We know what's really at stake here. We understand that we are under attack. Okay? So it's th that, that sucks because we're over here watching these idiots fall into the trap of divide and conquer, of hating each other based on skin color, and rioting, and destroying businesses, and taking apart people's lives, and then following right into defunding the police, and then asking the United Nations for help. Again, this is all just a play to get Americans idiot idiotically to digest the idea of having the United Nations peacekeeping force marched right in to our country okay so that is why i wanted to share this with all of you guys yes i exactly it's it's just the black lives matter thing it's 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 george soros it's essentially it is these big bankers who love communism black lives matter is just a form of communism and they're using divide and conquer strategies and it's the same military tactics that had have been used not only in russia during the Bolshevik Revolution, but we've used the same exact strategies in Iraq as American military. We've used the we've used the uprisings in Iraq. We divided the country. We created ISIS. We created Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. We've created ISIS in Libya. We overthrew Libya. We did that. Okay. Uh, we we th we overthrew Libya with ISIS. We overthrew. We're, we're trying to over. Where we did try to overthrow Syria until Trump got involved and basically destroyed ISIS. But ISIS was an American-made product. You understand? ISIS was made by our CIA. ISIS has African slaves. Libya, in Libya right now, you are a slave there. I'm still waiting for people to tell me what country is it best to be an African in, or, or to be black in any country in the world. Okay? Again, the watching the attack on America is like as if somebody, some basketball player is attacking Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player of all time. United States of America is the best country in the world for everyone to be here of any race, color, or creed. But yet, we have people who hate on this country and destroy it. They want to bring down monuments. They want to do all this stuff. They're destroying culture. They're destroying freedom because that is what the trillionaires want for you to do. So the useless idiots, again, useless idiots transcends color, okay? People are dumb regardless. I judge a man by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin, okay? That's what Martin Luther King talked about, okay? And he was a Republican, by the way. And I'm not saying that it's just being a Republican, but he was also a pastor and he was a Christian. So just think about how far we've come since that time, okay? And so we all have to recognize 
the attack that's happening on all of us. And I really appreciate all of you who are listening now. Share this with people. Give me, you know, review, rating, send me a message. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you don't like. I really love hearing from you guys. And again, just being able to share it. Uh, if, if you can't articulate these ideas and these concepts, again, this is this is not even in conservative stuff news. Like, you know, like conservative people are weak. The Republicans are weak. They don't know how to. They don't. They don't know what they're doing. There's a populist uprising in the Republican Party right now. But overall, they're they're weak. They're weak. Need people. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't know the facts. They don't. They're not willing to talk about the real shit. They're not willing to actually tell you the truth about who's in control. Again, I'm not just going with the BS. I mean, there are some things that conservatives talk about that are really awesome. I would consider myself like a constitutionalist, constitutional conservative in a lot of ways. But again, it's just that they're not going to tell you the depth. This, what I just told you, destroys any idea of defunding the police or Black Lives Matter or any of that stuff, the divide and conquer, all of it. I'm going to tell you the straight facts. And that's why the videos I'm getting and the stuff I'm getting here is, is very popular because people understand that it's a grandiose plan and you're not in it. They don't care about you. Okay. So that's my rant. I appreciate you listening. You guys, you guys are awesome. Okay. I'm going to close off for the night. You guys stay blessed. Peace.